Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. They were talking to Jimbo Fisher on Monday about relinquishing play calling duties. He said, in time I would, possibly could. You always evaluate those things. Of course, A&M, 103rd in the nation in total offense after gaining just nine first downs and 186 yards of total offense against Appalachian State. They lost, of course. Last year, the Aggies ranked 71st in total offense at 392.4 yards per game, 88th in passing at 208 yards a game, and 56th in scoring offense, 29.3 points per game. They put up uh, 24 or fewer points in six games while going 8-4. and So they asked Fisher... If his ego would prevent him from letting go of the play calling responsibility, he said, no, I'm always about whatever it takes to win. Winning takes all effect over everything. I promise you that. They've been asking Fisher this question since he became a head coach at Florida State after serving under Bobby Bowden as offensive coordinator for three years. In 2012, before famous Jameis arrived, Fisher had the same questions about delegating play calling to a coordinator. He said, I wanted to call plays for three, four, five years, whatever it took to get established. And he was in his third year as a head coach. We have an offensive coordinator here to turn it over or to hire, whatever it may be. That was in my five-year plan. At A&M, his philosophy is like a conglomerate of play calling from input from the entire offensive staff. Fisher, like, cleared the deck and changed everything up before the season started. He put Daryl Dickey from quarterbacks coach to tight ends coach, James Coley from tight ends to receivers, and Demonian Craig from wide receivers to quarterbacks. Dickey and Coley are co-offensive coordinators, but Jimbo still calls the plays. He said that he possibly could uh, consider a change at quarterback after Haynes King was 13 of 20 for 97 yards on Saturday in the loss. He said there's all kinds of reasons for their struggles, uh, blocking, bad routes, and he said he's not pinning it all on King. 
He said they're evaluating everything and every position this week. And guess what happens this week? They take on the Miami Canes in College Station. Miami will come into that game ranked 20, uh, or 13th rather, and, and A&M 24th in the land. Of course, Miami uh, crushed Bethune-Cookman in their opener 70-13, to and then they beat Southern Miss with a big second half this past weekend, 30-7, to but they didn't cover against Southern Miss. A&M are obviously phonies. They beat up on Sam Houston 31-zip before losing to Appalachian State 17-14. And they can't produce any offense. They can't do anything right. So I guess everybody's like starting to trip on this game because the spread opened at, at six. It's already moved to Miami getting five. Some places it's five and a half. The total's 48 and a half. This kid Henry Parrish of the Canes has already got four touchdowns on the season against Southern Miss. He had a TD and 109 yards on 23 carries of 4.7 yards per rush. He's averaging 5.9 a pop for the season already. Maybe the best game this week's going to be at Outson Stadium in Eugene, Oregon when BYU ranked 12th hooks up with the 25th ranked Ducks. I was really turned off by Oregon's game against Georgia. They got smacked 49 to 3, but they bounced back and beat Eastern Washington 70 to 14, and here they go taking on a tough BYU team. That's 2-0 already and survived a brutal overtime game with Baylor 26-20 on Saturday night in Provo. They had already beaten South Florida on the road 50-21. That game went to double overtime, in fact. BYU's already averaging 272 passing yards a game, 197 and a half rushing yards. That's tied for 40 at their passings, 48th in the country. Uh, 38 points a game, that's 62nd in the country. They're giving up 20.5, which is tied for 74th in the land. You know, I was listening to Mike Leach talk about Jaden Daniels, uh, the LSU quarterback that he's seen before when he was at uh, Arizona State. So here's the deal. Uh, They're playing them this week and I gotta tell you I love this Mississippi State team. I think they're really dangerous with the air raid offense. They just throw it all over the place. I can't even fathom that Mississippi State isn't ranked. They have just been pouring it on teams. They beat up Memphis 49-23 to in Starkville. And then uh, they went to Arizona in the desert and racked Arizona 39-17 to last Saturday night. No problem. So here they go to take on LSU. Of course, they finally won 65-17 over Southern and lit it up after losing their opener uh, at the end of the game to Florida State. 24-23. And, you know, the bottom line is, Leach said that he's known Kelly forever, the coach of LSU, and obviously at Notre Dame before that. He said he knew him when they were both in small school coaching back in the day. But he said he respects his X's and O's and et cetera. Can you imagine if 
Mississippi State goes down there into Death Valley and beats them. That game kicks off at six. You look at LSU there. 264 and a half yards a game passing, 184 and a half yards rushing, 44 points average. That's 35th in the country. They're giving up 20.5. That's 74th in the country. While Mississippi State's 385 yards through the air, fifth in the country. That's all that matters to me, man. Do they light it up? Will Rogers just absolutely goes off, and he just slings it the entire game. They rush for a buck one a game. That's 111th in the country. They score 44 a week. That's 35th in the country. And they give up 20. That's 82nd. I think they're a really good team. They're dangerous. Rodgers had four TDs against Arizona on the road. No problem beating the Cats. Rodgers has already thrown for 763 yards and nine touchdowns in two games. Daniels, meanwhile, has thrown for 346 and five touchdowns on the season, which uh, is pretty average when you think about it. You know, a lot of people have Georgia ahead of Alabama now in terms of who should be number one. And, of course, Alabama barely beat Texas, so they're number two. They still got Ohio State three for no good reason. Not only could they barely beat Notre Dame, I mean 21-10, but they didn't cover against Arkansas State. Michigan has played better. Oklahoma has played better. They didn't cover on Saturday, though. There's no way I would have Ole Miss high in the rankings. Clemson's up there. Tennessee with that huge performance against Pitt on the road in Pittsburgh, winning in overtime by seven. That was crazy. There is not a chance in hell I got A&M in the top ten. Kentucky, I would put there after that performance against Florida at the Swamp on the road, winning that game against the Gators. That was huge. And then Utah bounced back. They put up 70-plus points on Saturday. I think Cincinnati's starting to look tough after they lost their opener. You got Michigan State and Penn State both playing well. We've already talked about Mississippi State. Texas has to get some love after the performance they put on against Alabama. I like the Arkansas Hogs. They have won their first two games. I don't even discuss Notre Dame. They look so awful. We gave you BYU, so I'm going to put them in there. Minnesota's look good. I'm not talking about Wisconsin after they lost to Washington State. Baylor, really, for me, not in the conversation after losing at BYU. NC State, I say yes. Miami, yes. No way do I give LSU any love. They have to beat Mississippi State on Saturday at home. That's for sure. I like Oklahoma State. Oregon looked too bad against... Georgia, so I don't respect them yet. And I, Kansas State's 2-0, but I'm not buying them. Purdue, no. Auburn's 2-0, but no thank you. Florida now 1-1 one one after the loss to Kentucky. They need to chill a little. I like what I see out of USC. Pitt turned me off against the Vols. I had the Vols, so uh, I love that Tennessee win. SMU, I don't think they play anybody. Florida State's look pretty good. UCLA, I'm not buying, but they are 2-0. Wake's 2-0. They got Sam Hartman back. He's going to help them win a lot of games. 
TCU's look good so far. Iowa, I think they're atrocious. Texas Tech with the stunner against Houston. I like them. Central Florida, no thanks. I do love Air Force. I like betting on Air Force. Iowa State with a big cover against Iowa. North Carolina's already 3-0. Maryland's looked all right. But I don't buy the Terps at all. They haven't played anybody. Washington's unbeaten, but again, they haven't played anybody. Fresno blew a game uh, against Oregon State, so I'm not buying them. Oregon State now 2-0. I'm not sure I buy them, but they've looked pretty sharp. I'll give you that. And there's just a lot of teams. You got to give Marshall some love after winning at Notre Dame, right? Toledo, I like. They score a ton of points. Vatek got back on the board with a win, but they still have a loss, so I'm not really interested in what they're doing. I love James Madison. They just rake and score tons of points. They're dangerous. I really want to see this week if Toledo can cover against Ohio State at the shoe and Columbus getting 31 and a half. We'll get into all the games more and more as the week goes on and give you all the biggest showdowns and matchups. You can make money the hard way becoming a bullfighter or save money the easy way with Xfinity Mobile. It sure beats making money as a human cannonball. Now through March 21st, learn how existing Xfinity customers can get a free line of unlimited intro for a year when they buy one unlimited line. That's hundreds of dollars in savings on your wireless bill. Visit XfinityMobile.com today. Restrictions apply. Xfinity Mobile requires Xfinity Internet. Reduce speeds after 20 gigabytes of usage per line. Data thresholds may vary. 